Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, joining me on today's show is a returning guest, Adam Carlson. He writes for us here at The Viking Age, so welcome back to the show, Adam. I'm going to give myself a title. I'm going to call myself Senior Contributor. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. For sure. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with. Right. I, I like that a lot. Uh, but I, I'm always happy to be here and talk football. Uh, with so much else not happening these days, being able to talk about football with anybody is just an absolute pleasure. All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, let's just get right into it. Kirk Cousins the other day was called the Emperor of Garbage Time. That's uh, true. Yes. The the other day by Pro Football Network's uh, Mike Tanier. But uh, he defined garbage time in a weird way, just as any team that is down by 16 points or more in the second half. Um, so according to, to his formula or whatever, Cousins' seven touchdowns uh, that happened during this, this period of time were the most by any quarterback in the NFL. So my question for you is, is Kirk Cousins truly the emperor of garbage time, or does does this feel more like someone creating a scenario that fits a narrative they're trying to get across? 
Now, I, it is fair to say that Kirk does gain a, a nice chunk of change during garbage time. Mm-hmm. And I, and a lot of fans look at it as him just attempting to close the gap, whether it's, you know, still attempting to win the game, close the gap, make it look like it's a more competitive contest, pad his stats, whatever. But I do firmly believe that Cousins believes that his attempts aren't just to do that. He's trying to win the game. So what this kind of boils down to is, is garbage time defined as when the team is down so much that they can't come back? Or is it when the opposing defense just kind of lets the opposing offense be a little bit more casual, back off? Garbage time is so hard to define because I don't think you actually can do it. You only know it when you see it. When those defenders back off and you see the, the games allowing them to chip down the field just to eat time, that's garbage time. Yeah, And there are teams out there that play defense that won't allow you to do that. Right, right? yeah. They play the whole game. Because I feel like if you're going in the third quarter and, and your team's down by 16, I don't think that defense is going to come out and just be playing prevent right away no. on the first drive, which you know, which is what this guy is defining as garbage time. Now, if it's, it's truly and 16 garbage is still a two-score game. Yeah, especially in the third quarter. Especially, you know, you look <laughs> at a team like, like the Chiefs, they can get that tied up like easily two drives it's done and just like you look at even the, minnesota's offense was yeah. explosive enough to be able to cover that for sure you look at the look at the broncos game last year um True. you know you look at the super bowl uh when the patriots were down what 28 to 3 to the falcons a couple years ago uh, that have been garbage time yeah that would have been defined as garbage <laughs> time so uh you know where's where's tom brady as the the emperor of garbage time but yeah I don't know. I think it's just a weird definition. I think, yeah, there there are times when Kirk Cousins, you know, he does pad his stats a bit at the sure. end of the games, gets that final drive, gets that final touchdown. But he also does well when the game's close, too. And I think, I don't think as many people realize that because the Vikings defense kind of came up short last year and kind of dropped the ball a bunch of times where, you know, Cousins got them or helped them get the lead uh, going into, like, the final drive. And then the defense just kind of just, you know, get wasn't able to hold the the opposing offense so i think the narrative could have been a little different but also there are just some people who aren't gonna like kirk cousins with you know whatever he does so i don't understand a lot of the kirk cousins disrespect is it because he plays in a smaller market know. in minneapolis i don't know there's, just... people, there's people that just haven't liked him his whole career now i don't care for him because you know he advertises for a certain pizza chain that i don't <laughs> like <laughs> And I've talked about that plenty on my other podcast. Mm-hmm. We got running jokes about that, but uh, I, I don't get it. He's a perfectly capable quarterback. Mm-hmm. A top quarter of the league would love to have him as their signal make signal caller. And I just don't, I don't understand the hate for him. Yeah, you I, don't you don't see it with someone like maybe like Jared Goff, who is probably worse than Cousins, and, and oh, yes. makes just as much. <laughs> and they're like that's there's people that don't think golf is good, but they're not it's they're not going out of their way, I feel like, to to criticize him as much as people are with cousins. That's a good point. The detractors for Kirk Cousins are extremely loud. Yeah. Extremely loud. And we've been seeing even more of that on social media lately. Mm-hmm. I was just taking a look up and down the Vikings roster as far as their salary hits. Mm-hmm. And all these players that are making significant amount of money 
so many of them are either linked to being traded or being cut mm-hmm. by Vikings fans. It's mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> Just about everybody. It is. The fire sale going on. The Vikings don't even know about it. And they were, yeah, they were seven to nine. It's not like they won two games last year. What is this, their first losing season in five years? Yeah, Calm yeah, down, yeah. people. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll move on from Cousins. So our recent report from, from KSTP's Darren Wolfson said that uh, Vikings linebacker, speaking of someone who has a high salary on the Vikings, Vikings linebacker Anthony Barr is not interested in any sort of contract you know, renegotiation that would probably lower his cap hit for, for at least next year. So if Barr is willing to take a pay cut after missing 15 games, I guess it would be 14 and a half last season. Do you think this is something that could lead to his release? Or do you think Barr's contract really just isn't a top priority for the Vikings this offseason? Uh, Barr's contract is so fresh that there's not going to be many changes to it. And as far as a pay cut, I don't think he has any control over whether or not Minnesota restructures some of his money into guaranteed money. I think that's part some of a lot of, it, yeah. of the contracts that they write in. So I don't know if that's something that is not a writer in his contract that other players had, because when they converted Daniel's contract, they, yep. he had no say over that. I think they did with Kendricks too. Right. So I don't know if this is something Barr has any control over or if he can fight that. Yeah. I think but he might just be speaking more about, or this might be more about, you know, like when they went went to Riley Reef last year and were like, hey, you know, we need you to take less money. Um, right. So it might be I don't see like him that. taking a cut of any kind. Right. And with everything he does in the Vikings defense, it'd be kind of surprising to see that happen. Wait a minute. He does stuff in the Vikings defense? He does. It doesn't, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, though. <laughs> oh, fans, I tell you. Well, I mean, you could just look at last season. He's not there, and they just... It looked like they were they had a giant hole in their defense, and and it's because the bar wasn't there. I, obviously, there were other people that weren't out there, like Daniel exactly. and Michael Pierce, but I don't think people realize, including myself, as big of an impact that that Barr had has on that defense when he's on the field because he just he keeps everyone where they're supposed to be. You know, he he lets he lets Kendricks run free. You know, wherever he wants to be. You know, he is good in pass coverage despite the you know. The five, you know, replays we see all the time of him chasing down like some small running back. Um, so all you see is the him chase up into the end zone and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. stay in coverage. And let's be honest, Bars he's a fast guy, but coverage he he's decent, but you don't want to put him against their opposing best right. receiver, arguably. And you know, one of those just, are are him just being like, oh, oh no, no one else is on this guy, so I have to. To take him right when when last year that happened, literally no one would be on that player and he, they would be wide open instead of Bar like at least trying to to cover that person. So oh, think- that's not Vikings Twitter though. They they look at the closest <laughs> guy and that guy is terrible. Garbage can cut him. Yeah. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology development to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. Manscaped 
has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right. So in this, in the same report from Wolfson, I actually, I think this was on a, a podcast that he hosts actually. So um, he shared bunch of vikings tidbits apparently um the vikings are gonna begin talks with safety harrison smith regarding an extension so smith is currently heading into the final year of his contract he's 32 years old so how many years do you think the vikings should offer smith in, in an extension i'd like to see two i know a lot of vikings fans are down on him right now because his stats and play i guess from last year are down but we didn't get to see the Harrison Smith that we want to see or should be seeing last year because of all the injuries, the changes to the defensive schemes. Well, he was a dirty player it, last year. So, yeah. <laughs> according to the rest, darn hits. <laughs> Some of those just burnt my biscuits, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. No, I. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see two more years. Yeah. Uh, be able to keep that cap number reasonable. I don't see Harrison Smith out for a big contract and his career. I do want to see him retire in purple and gold. I think every Vikings fan would love to see that happen. And I don't want to see him playing for another team. I just don't. (laughs) Where would he even play? I don't even know. Obviously, teams would be interested in him, but I don't even know. Um, Because I know teams were calling um, the Vikings last year to see if he was available for a trade. And obviously, they were like, no, definitely. He definitely isn't. Um, although so, I yeah. never thought Russell Wilson would be someone talked about for a trade yeah, either. So I think that's more of maybe like, Hey, I want more money. So I'm just going to pretend like I want to trade and then you guys can just give me more money. <laughs> Not that he doesn't make Leverage enough already. Moves. Um, but yeah, I think two years is good. Two years is good. Maybe, maybe three, maybe, or like an option for a third, but I think two years is right. good because he's still playing at a high level, but he's at the age where, you know, that could take a turn pretty quickly. Um, and at the same time, but he's not really like the average safety that hits that, no. hits that wall. So he could, he could be someone, you know, like a Terrence Newman that plays until he's like 38 or whatever. So very well could be now Anderson Dejo throwing his body around like that. That kind of player doesn't really stay in the NFL too, too long, No, but he's somehow hanging in there. He, he is. Hopefully he doesn't find his way back to the Vikings this year. Cause he is a free agent. <laughs> um lastly from Wolfson, this was he done obviously I mentioned before he dropped a lot of little tidbits. He yeah. thinks um that the expectation is that the Vikings will release Kyle Rudolph this year. So are you okay with this decision by the Vikings? You know, um if this is actually what ends up happening, or or do you think the Vikings should at least present Rudolph with the opportunity to, you know, renegotiate his contract to lower that cap hit? I got a little bit of flack last offseason when I was shocked that the Vikings gave Kyle Rudolph the extension they did. I think a lot of people were. I, it just flabbergasted me. 
because they just used a top draft pick on a tight end mm-hmm. who looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. And now they've got some other players behind him that look just as good too. Conklin's coming into his own. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit more playing time. Who knows what he could develop into. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd be more than fine with moving on from Kyle Rudolph. The problem is, is that I, I, I like Kyle Rudolph as an individual. Oh, yeah. He's been part of the Walter Payton Man of the Year stuff for a while now. Good community guy, good locker room guy. Just seems like a good all-around guy. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see him stay in Minnesota for that reason, just based on liking him. But as far as for the team financially, for their future, it doesn't make sense to keep him around. No, no, not, not especially with Irv Smith. And yeah, like you mentioned, Conklin getting getting even better, and they deserve to have more time on the field next year. Um just with yeah, with Rudolph, I was kind of wondering earlier if you know this talk of him being like, no, I don't want to take a pay cut, is him sort of realizing uh, maybe maybe I'm not worth my contract, but I don't <laughs> want to make less, so I'm just going to say that I'm not going to take a pay cut um, because he realizes maybe his opportunity to make that much money is pretty much gone in his career, so he's trying. The to problem like, is that with that contract, it. is there any sort of value to try to trade him? Can they get anything worthwhile? Who's who's gonna take? Yeah, who's gonna take on that cap hit? With maybe the maybe a team that has just money to burn, like the Jaguars are expected to have a bunch of just just money to throw away this year, and he could help Trevor look pretty good. Yeah, so that you know that's something to to pay attention to. Just maybe the Jets who just love to just give away money. uh, The Bears love to sign tight ends. They do, they do, and what? Who's the team that likes to draft? Was it is it the Lions that, <laughs> and that likes to draft? They like it. Um, so yeah, I, I I think it's the writing's kind of written on the wall, um, and and Rudolph's time with the Vikings is is probably done. You know, we'll yeah, I would be kind of astounded if I don't see an announcement soon on Kyle Rudolph and Shamar Stefan being released. Any, Stefan, I'm not so uh, sure on. I, I don't so, know what yeah. the Vikings see in him, but those are the two names I'm expecting to see. As much as we talk about like stuff that doesn't show up on the field with Anthony Barr, like stuff doesn't show up with Shamar Stefan, but I don't I know his value to the defense is not as great as Barr's. <laughs> no. Um, no. But the Vikings do seem to like him. Whenever they talk about him in, in interviews yeah, they do. or they do. it's the press, they talk about how he's a good player, and I just haven't seen it. No. Um, any predictions maybe where Rudolph might land if he's let go? Uh, I mean, the internet's already buzzing that you'd probably want to go back home to somewhere near Notre Dame. Or so. Cincinnati or something. Yeah, somewhere around Cincinnati would be a fun, nice place for him. I've been throwing out the pack. Cause you know that by what he was saying, it sounds like he wants to go somewhere where he can get a lot of targets. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if Joe Burrow's back, that's, that'd probably be the case. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I, I keep thinking the Packers just, or the bears <laughs> stay in the division, play the Vikings twice a year. The Packers do like signing older tight ends with a history of good pass catching. Yeah. What do they have? Jimmy Graham. They did recently. They had him there. Um, yeah, so Which I don't understand Jimmy Graham's career trajectory. He was on pace to be like a Hall of Famer, and now, oh, yeah, I, I wow, should have stay with the Saints. Oh, yeah, should stay actually 100%. He got traded though, so I don't know if it was his choice. Um, all right, uh, let's get into some, some rumors. So, there's a rumor going around currently on, on the, the online world that 
the Chargers might release former Vikings defensive tackle Linval Joseph. I believe uh, releasing him would free up like almost $8 million on the cap. Chargers aren't desperate. They've got enough cap space to make some moves this year, but you know, right. they might be might think it's better to just part ways with someone give a younger guy a chance. Um, as this rumor is spreading, former Vikings return man Cordell Patterson liked a tweet that said the Vikings should bring back him and Joseph <laughs> for next season. So do you think the Vikings should have any interest in bringing back either Joseph or Patterson or both? Hmm. See, there's a part of me that loves Linval Joseph. I love the big man in the middle just to stuff things up, make things difficult for a run game, get some pressure up the middle too. But Minnesota already filled that gap. Yep. So you'd be looking for someone to play a backup. And Linval Joseph, at this point in his career, was still having some fuel left in the tank. That doesn't really make sense. So as much as I'd love to see him in purple and gold again, that's a no from me. <laughs> what about Patterson? Oh, man. I'm okay help. with Amir Abdullah on help. the kick returns. Yeah. And if he could do punt returns, I'd be a little bit more interested. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think he ever But does. I've never been a fan of the gadget guy. I've never been loving making specific plays to get the ball in the hands of specific players with, yeah. with having specific personnel. I feel like that gives away too much of an offense. I'm that guy on Madden that runs this, the same formation all game, just does different things out of it. <laughs> so, that you know, like, oh, I'm going to a wide shotgun. You know, he's passing. No, I, that's not what I'm doing. I'm, you know, <laughs> I, I like the continuity. I like the familiarity. I like using Kirk Cousins' strengths in the play action mm-hmm. on offense. I, I don't think Cordero Patterson is a wide receiver that should draw a lot of interest, but as far as a special teamer, I like him a lot. Yeah. So yeah. he would have to get paid special teams money and not wide receiver money. Yeah. He probably doesn't want that for me to like it. Um, yeah, I think he's interesting. Cause yeah, they, they need the kick return help badly. Um, but yeah, what, what else do you bring him in for? Cause he's obviously not going to take like just a minimum league minimum, salary that maybe some other kick returners might be uh, willing to take. Um, and then, you know, you look at, like you said, with the gadget plays, you know, would you, would you, you know, would there be instances where you take Kirk Cousins off the field just to get Patterson in there to run some sort of wildcat stuff. And then you just, <laughs> it feels like you're wasting a down and then Mike Zimmer's right. freaking out because he's like, what is this garbage? Just, you know, get a fullback in there, two tight ends and pound it in the, the offensive line. Now you're uh, talking my language. Yeah, right. So he's interesting, <laughs> um, and I, I don't think the relationship was terrible when he left. So no, it's a, it's a possibility. But um, I just think the Vikings would probably rather just draft someone, maybe like someone who can fill the third receiver role and be a returner, either a punt returner or a kick returner. Um, I think they'd rather. And Minnesota's take that had route. some success with drafting wide receivers later. They so have. being able to get that done would be good. They did not last year with KJ Osborne, but uh, they have. Beats and I was so high on him too. I know, right? I liked everything I saw from him, and then he comes and it just isn't working out. No, he was not the greatest. Maybe he'll. Maybe they'll give him another chance, but I hope they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, their wide receiver grouping is just a lot of undrafted free agents that. They're trying out to see if they can get something out of them. Yeah. And so far, it's been hit or miss, but 
It's it's uh, pretty it's pretty top heavy. But speaking of wide receivers, so you recently posted an all offense three round mock draft for I did. the Vikings on the Viking Age, and you have the Vikings selecting former Alabama wide receiver Devonta Smith with their first round pick. So so why did you go with Smith over maybe an offensive tackle or an offensive guard? And do you think the Vikings actually using their first round pick on Smith is is a legitimate possibility? I. At my first mock draft for the Viking Age, I had Minnesota taking Wyatt Davis. Yep. Because I just looked at the draft and I went with my heart and said, boy, that offensive line needs a lot of help. Guard from Ohio State, right? Yes. Yep. So I've been taking a little bit more time. I've been looking at the draft class. And the interior offensive linemen in this draft are pretty deep. There's a lot of talent. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of big guys that can do a lot of really good things. Mm-hmm. And after realizing that, I'm like, okay, Minnesota can wait on a guard. As far as offensive tackle, Minnesota's already got too many of them. Yeah. They've got guys that can play that position really well. They've, they're still waiting on Ezra Cleveland to see if he can be a left tackle in the NFL. Yep. Yep. Uh, Brian O'Neill should be there for a long time. Mm-hmm. He should. And I still believe in Riley Reef. I think he's playing some of his best football right now. And, I see no reason for the Vikings to cut him or move on from him in any way. Yeah, I think he's coming back too. So for me, unless one of the elite talents at a better position like that drops down, because you can't avoid a best player available situation. No. If something great falls in your lap, you can't just push it off and say, yuck, we want this. So, yeah, I mean, at that point, I've kind of eliminated offensive line from that first pick. So since I couldn't go the other Vikings' biggest need, which is generating some sort of pass rush, yep. because it was an all-offense mock, I went for another weapon because, as we had stated earlier, that depth at wide receiver is just not there. I want to like BC, but <laughs> BC's not giving me enough reasons. Yeah, Chad Beebe's a cool story. <laughs> but, yeah, not, not really. Um. If if it was a normal like normal mock draft, would it, would you probably have selected a defensive player instead of yeah. Devonta Smith? Yeah, I absolutely would have. Yeah, I think the Vikings would do that too. Because <laughs> <laughs> that I, I I don't know how much of uh, I don't my think stuff over there people yeah. read, but I don't think there's any way that a, Mike Zimmer lets the the first round pick be anything but defense after <laughs> the way they played last year. Absolutely, and when I did that evaluation per by position from last season i was pretty brutal when it came to that defensive line pass rush situation you should have because <laughs> that had, was disgusting they had what like one more sack than jared allen had in his entire 2011 season so yeah if if i do get, do another uh mock draft over there for the viking age it will be a defensive player that in that first spot yeah. No doubt whatsoever. We'll get you doing one for sure. Uh, we'll close out with this, though. So free agency will officially begin on March 17th. It's coming up a couple weeks. Um, if the Vikings are able to create enough cap space to go after one of the, the higher-priced free agents this year, um, who is one guy you think they should attempt to sign? This is probably the easiest question I've ever been asked. Because <laughs> this is Thuni. Oh, you think it's Thuni? It is. They, they've got to go get him. They have to if they can make any sort of money. Uh, do you know the the last Vikings interior lineman that the Vikings drafted 
to start 50 games? Oh, uh, Joe, is it uh, Sullivan? It's Sullivan. Yeah. And if you take away the center position and just look at guards, it gets a lot worse. I mean, we go all the way back to 1988. Oh, wow. For Hall of Famer Randall McDaniel. Wow. That's a long time. So, yeah, uh, I don't trust Minnesota to draft guards. Yeah, and they signed Steve Hutchinson back in the day, too. And that worked out. Right. So, yeah, go get a guard. Is Pay 30, money for a guard. If you can't left get guard? a Yeah. Left guard? Okay. Isn't a, and, and Brandon Scherf, he's a right guard, I feel like, right? Well, yeah, that's where he's playing. Uh, but Thune, 88th pass protection grade by Pro Football Focus. And it's been more than one year? He's been consistent? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, 83rd percentile overall. I mean, that's the stuff of dreams right there. (laughs) Well, then, yeah, I think that's someone they have have to target. If they can create enough cap space, which, you know, we know the the Vikings are capable of doing magic tricks and and flipping things all over the place to create cap space, um, that's definitely someone they should target because, like you said, their success of drafting guards just isn't there. Overall, the success of drafting offensive linemen just isn't there, especially in the Rick Spielman era. So I would feel a lot more comfortable of them signing a free agent. But who's the last? I guess Kirk Cousins would be, and Sheldon Richardson would be like the last kind of high-tier guys they went after. I, I know Michael Pierce, they, they gave a bunch of money to last year, but I didn't see him as like one of the top. Yeah, I wouldn't call that a big splashy year. player. Yeah. So I feel like Kirk Cousins and, and Sheldon Richardson are probably the last of the top free agents they've gone after, you know, that did Greg Jennings in the past too, and uh, some other guys. So I do like that Minnesota's been using their money to keep their own talent. Oh yeah, you want yeah you want to keep developing guys, and and they know the most about these guys than than anyone else. So they think that, and at the same time, if you know this this player is capable of of breaking out sooner than later. And you're probably going to be able to get them cheaper, which they did with Daniel Hunter. And now Hunter's like, hey, wait a minute. I'm really good. So I need more money. <laughs> yeah, Hunter realizes the Vikings got him. So, yeah. So it's like good. Cousins. People just absolutely lost their minds when Cousins signed his contract. And then Minnesota seemed like they were on the front side of things because all these massive contracts started coming out. Yep. And quarterbacks that aren't even on Cousins' talent level are getting these deals that are just insane. Yeah, how do the Falcons feel with you know Matt Ryan back there making all that money? They're doing oh. um it's oh one last thing on Cousins. Keep people keep throwing about out this uh the fact that his cap hit will be forty five million or whatever in, in twenty twenty two. But here's the thing that that was put there I feel like people don't realize pretty much to be renegotiated or or extended or they figure out a way to trade him before that even happens. So I think, I don't know if people are aware that the Vikings do this all the time where they'll put the largest cap hits, you know, at the end of the contract, because they know it's probably, they're probably not going to get to that point. Um, yeah. The but, Saints actually did this on a larger scale with Drew Brees. Yeah. They kept doing it. And I thought it was going to hurt them big time at the end of his contract. It's really not so bad. No, they, they knew, well, they knew he was going to retire eventually. And apparently he's, you know, now there's rumors that he's reconsidering because he has a full head of hair or something. Um, <laughs> hair will do that. That's confidence for you. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll 
keep an eye on that. But uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for joining, Adam. Where can people follow you on Twitter? I am MN Viking Zombie on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, pretty much any kind of social media. You can find me there. Not on the TikToks yet. Sorry, I'll I'll work on my dances, but I'll get better. Um, I think the last time we talked, we was before the Royal Rumble. You yes, gave, you gave predictions. We so both nailed the Bianca Belair yeah, prediction. What I, I think I think I picked Seth Rollins, so I was close. Um, I picked the guy that wasn't even in it, Braun Strowman. <laughs> what did What did you think of uh, the whole event and actually all the stuff that's going on now because the Miz or whatever has the the title on. I enjoyed the Miz cash in. That, I yeah. thought that was a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of the Miz anyway. I got to meet him when I was down in down living in St. Paul, and oh, nice. the nicest guy. I mean, even though he's supposed to be a bad guy some of the time, he's just so much fun. <laughs> but I'm I'm curious to see where some of this is going mm-hmm. because I the the fiend stuff with setting him on fire and Alexa Bliss kind of becoming the new fiend, and I'm, yeah. I'm I don't really get it but I want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a success there. I don't know. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Roman and edge. Anybody else, any part-timer other than edge <laughs> would have won that. I mean, the entire wrestling fandom would have gone insane. Yeah. If Goldberg or Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. or one of the other part-timers would have won it, they'd have been pooping all over the Royal Rumble because it was edge. It was all right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of burns me a little bit because I, 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 I want to see the people that are there working every week, mm-hmm. getting their rewards. And I, I don't have a lot of interest in Edge versus Roman Reigns. It's not on my must see list. You know, like the spear versus spear. <laughs> I hope they can build it up into something that I'm interested in because right yeah. now it's not there. I think they will because Edge, Edge seems he's. The stuff he's doing now is very good. It's very entertaining. And I uh, like heel reigns a lot more than face reigns. That's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> way, way, way better. Um, but, yeah. So, that, that'll be fun to keep an eye on. It's it's WrestleMania season. So, I had to get a little, little wrestling talk in there. And, and even AEW is doing some some big things recently. It's literally big. Getting, you know, the big show. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so It's but, weird to think that we could see Sting versus the big show. Um, <laughs> That would be something. I feel like WCW uh, back in yeah. the nineties. All right, that'll do it for us today. And make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.